Next on BYU Sports Nation, stranger things happening with BYU basketball. Why most of them are very good things. Basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis joins us live from Las Vegas. How the Cougars have improved defensively. Plus, dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler on the best thing he saw from BYU Hoops and the biggest storyline on senior night for BYU football. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Live as ever, BYU Sports Nation and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, November 22nd, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the new host of the Twilight Zone, Jerem Jordan. Man, if they had that show now. Well, there there are tons of shows that they could combine. I'm surprised there isn't a remake series of The Twilight Zone coming out or in the works yeah. or something. There are a lot of new ideas, but then again, we have like Hawaii Five-0 and MacGyver on CBS yeah. in like 2016. Yeah, MacGyver. <laughs> I like the original MacGyver. Did you I watch know. that show? Yeah, when I was little, I watched it yeah, with my dad. That guy could do anything, right? Yeah, the original Jack Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> MacGyver was the original Jack Bauer. <laughs> With the mullet. He's the mullet Jack Bauer. Yeah, he's the <laughs> 80s Jack Bauer. <laughs> Get me a helicopter now! Okay, so that yeah. kind of segues into a question that was... Uh was or a topic, rather, that was just brought up with our good friend Matt Townsend, who hosts uh, the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. And he was talking about some famous people potentially being in, in cabinet or, or the president. Like, if you could put one movie star, maybe it's MacGyver, <laughs> into a cabinet position. Or maybe yeah. it's Jack Bauer. Well, like, yeah, who, yeah. Would you, who would it yeah, be? It's Kiefer Sutherland because <laughs> he's been in this situation yeah. before in, in crisis. It could also be Tom Hanks because Tom, all Tom does is be the morally – he's the morally right character in times of crisis. Yeah. Could That's he, who he is. Could he not be Ronald Reagan? Right? Yeah. Ronald Reagan was a movie star and then became one of the sure. most beloved presidents of the United States. Sure. Yeah. Tom Hanks. I would go Kiefer Sutherland, though. I yeah. do like, uh, what's his name? I do Aaron Eckhart, just so there's a BYU guy. Dennis, Dennis Haysbert, President Palmer from yeah. the show 24. Adam Haysbert's brother. Yes, and there's your BYU tie right yeah. there. I would go Aaron Eckhart, though, if we're going actor. Mm. He's our guy, Two-Face. Okay, fun fact about Adam Haysbert. He caught the touchdown pass against Pittsburgh in 1984. Yes, Piet. Yes, to win that game and get BYU off on the right foot in their national championship campaign. His brother is Dennis Haysbert, the mm-hmm. All-State guy, mm-hmm. and yep. President Palmer in 24. Yep. How random is that? Yep. That's our, that's our guy. That's I love it prez. so much. It's our fictional press. We're feeling good. Jack Bauer, President Palmer. <laughs> we got it all, man. Let's go. It's all tied to BYU Tom in the Hanks. end. What? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Emery, man coverage, Haas, behind the back with the dribble, leaves it off behind the back, Emma dunk, Emma finish by Yoli Child. Showtime, folks, from Vegas. Indeed, showtime in Vegas. BYU men's basketball beats St. Louis 92-62. Kyle Davis and Eric Mika combined for 42 points. Mika had his third double-double with 20 and 10. Jerem was right on with that one. Cougars. Have a chance at Valparaiso tomorrow, a rematch of last year's NIT semifinal, Midnight Eastern. We talked to Quincy Lewis in the NIT when uh, BYU played Valpo, and so now BYU's playing Valpo again, so we'll talk to Quincy Lewis live from Vegas. Eric Mika was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after averaging 21 points, 11 rebounds, and about three blocks 
while shooting 62% from the field and 81% from the free throw line. What a week for Eric Mika, the WCC dub uh, player of the week. The week, yes, on the dub. Yesterday, Kalani Satake said Jamal Williams and Squally Canada, two-star running backs for BYU, practiced yesterday. Harvey Longy is listed on the two-deep in three different positions. I think that, uh, you know, looking at, at, at practice today, I mean, Jamal was good and he practiced and uh, Squally did too. And so we'll see. I mean, there, there's, I don't want to say no, you won't see him running back. All right. That, that's like your kind of tease. May or may not. I'm not going to see you say you won't see him at running back. It's like, so we will. Thanks for the. Not so clever hint. That's why, that's why Kalani and I get along so well. I'm not saying uh, you won't, you can't not do he it. He may or may not play running back again yeah. like, against Utah State. Like, why would you bring it up? Uh, women's volleyball remains ranked at number 10. The Cougars play LMU tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. If you want to watch that one on the road, you can. It's the regular season finale selection Sunday coming up this weekend for Los Cougars. BYU wins the conference championship and would win the tie break uh, because of uh, overall points, and we won't get into the specifics of that, but BYU women's volleyball, as long as they win tonight, they are the West Coast Conference champions. Win championship. Let's go. This match went to five in Provo. Yeah, LMU is a sneaky good team. Check it out, 11 Eastern on ESPN on ESPN, you rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Stranger good things. Pause. 30 feet outside. He steps up in the lane. Miko, the finish. Meckham. Back the other way. Here's Crawford in the lane. Crawford is rejected out of there by Yoli Childs. They look down on the low block. And the drive by Davis on the dunk! Kyle Davis! BYU basketball moves to 4-0 and on the season after a 30-point drubbing of the Billikens from St. Louis in that? Las Vegas. Mm. Rather than a Twitter question today, we are asking you to partake in a Twitter fill-in-the-blank or fill-in-the-headline, if you will. Wrap up last night's BYU Hoops win over St. Louis in one sentence at dfar underscore three. The bigs are back! Oh, yeah, and then some, right? At DJ Neltz. Quote of the night from Tony YouTube. <laughs> swish! <laughs> there were a few times where it wasn't a swish, but it was called a swish. Swish! It, like, rolled around. <laughs> swish! <laughs> okay. Everybody has a different interpretation of swish, yeah. right? <laughs> I have a hard time giving fellow play-by-plays a hard time. But yeah, that one deserves. <laughs> oh, good. That's a good. That's a good tweet. Banks it in. Swish. That's a. It's a good tweet at DJ Nelts. The Cougars <laughs> have established new methods of winning, and some of them, I mean, just feel downright strange mm, because strange. of what happened last year. Strangely good, though, for the most part. Let's set the tone, Jerem. Take for example, last night. Number one, strange things. Two BYU big men scored 20-plus points. That's weird. That's strange, but strangely good. Yes, yes. I can't remember the last time that happened. Was it Keeney Young and Trent Playset or something? Okay. BYU made three threes. They went three of 13. Mm, Not good. From the three-point line. 
but they scored 92 points. What? Zach Selyus thinks that's nuts! <laughs> so it's Chase Fisher. In Iowa. LJ Rose. I love this music so much. LJ Rose had 12 rebounds, 10 in the first half, 8 assists, and no turnovers. LJ Rose? Triple-double guy? Question mark? He had 10 in the first half. That's crazy. BYU gave up a mere 62 points. They're giving up 65 on the season. Does BYU play defense? This is strange. <laughs> why? It's, what? What? It's so strange. Why do they play defense? What's, I the, go, what's I, the point? I want to go into my Harry Carey voice. What? It's so strange. Based on age. BYU never trailed in this game. Mm. Tied for 14 seconds. That's it. Never trailed. 14. Mm. Two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He was a two-touchdown favorite against Utah State. There you go. Nick Emery fouled out. What? And the Cougars still rolled. <laughs> they won by 30. And Nick Emery... And Nick Emery fouled out? Who, according to ESPN, was I think we down just went into the negative zone visually, by the way. He's going to be... The, the upside down. BYU's, yeah, leading scorer, right? Averaging... <laughs> it's so strange. This game was streamed on YouTube. Hashtag swish. That was strange. It didn't even start for five minutes. I watched Garrett McClintock's Periscope with <laughs> BYU Radio's audio. What? I was what? like, it's 2016 and I'm watching a game on Periscope. Swish! <laughs> and the BYU Bigs shot a combined 72%. That was strange. That just leads us into our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Mika Davis and Aids combined for 54 points on 21 of 27 field goals. I really feel like Eric Mika is 11, if you know what I mean. 21 of 27? That's really strange. That's it's unbelievable. So awesome. That's over 75%. That's like 78%. Didn't we say 72% earlier? 21 of 27? Is that off? Did that, that would give be me off. bad info? That would be off. Me bad info. Well, 72% was all of the bigs, so that throws oh, in Yoli Childs and... Oh, that's... Hey, that's strange that all of them <laughs> combined for 72%. That's pretty awesome. You know, what else, you, know what, you know what else is strange? This music. Abilikin? <laughs> that's strange. What is Abilikin? It's some kind of bird. <laughs> it's a. It's something... We're in, Hey, we're in the upside down right now. Whoa! Hey! Hey! What's going on? Swimming through the abyss of darkness. Wow. Man, just, yeah, just yeah. make sure you uh, leave me a waffle. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, here's here's the question. Is strange becoming normal for BYU? Yeah, we're four games in. So how much of this is what BYU is and what they aren't? Are we just gonna play this music the whole time? I don't know. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can kill can kill the music. <laughs> I kind of think about like weird combinations kill of, of food. Music? Yeah, yeah. I kind of think about weird combinations of food, like things that you wouldn't think go well together. That's kind of how I feel about like this new transition of BYU basketball, where it's like, well, three of thirteen from the three point line. That's but they won by 30 but they won by 92. thirty. That's this. It's celery and peanut butter for me. I was it's just like, thinking oh, of that de- one. This is but delicious. It's actually delicious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Peanut butter on most things, pretty good. That's true. But yeah. even celery, like, it's do like, you like it's celery flavored by- butter? Do you like celery by itself? 
Uh, no. No. That, that would be a no. No, okay, I so speak that's, for every child Celery well. is 3 for 13 from the three-point line. Yeah. But you win by 30, you throw some peanut butter on it, and it's delicious, right? It's, probably, it's like broccoli, too. You need lemon juice on that. Or cheese. Cheese. Yeah, melted yeah. cheese on swish! broccoli. Swish! <laughs> it's it's I, weird. We, we need to just grab that dude thing, swish. It's and weird. then we'll just use it. We'll yes. just use it as it yes. Swish! The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Wrap up last night's BYU hoops win over St. Louis in one sentence. At Melocopter says, no more dying by the three. Now that's assuming that you stay, that Davis stays out of foul trouble too. If both got into foul trouble, now you'd have to rely on the outside. At Toshlin 19, KD, Kyle Davis, and Mika are doing work and getting buckets. Ab- absolutely. Is the three ball a concern at this point? We'll talk to Blaine Fowler and Quincy Lewis about it. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we'll talk with men's basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis on the defensive adjustments and improvements. But first, we're joined in studio by one of our favorite people. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, the dual threat analyst, is back. Speaking of. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV, our conversation. Swish! Swish! Happening right now on Twitter. <laughs> Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Swish! <laughs> AFR will swish it tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on BYU TV. Dave, Blaine, Brian, David will break down the carnage that was UMass and prepare yeah. you for Utah State. Specifically the second half. Yeah. Wow, 44 unanswered points. Our Twitter question today, more of a Twitter fill-in-the-blank, if you will. Wrap up last night's BYU basketball win over St. Louis in one sentence. At Lasersheep says, if BYU got a penny for every rebound, they could buy a cold Shasta and still have change. Oh, my goodness. Remember that? Shasta for a quarter. How many people know Shasta? Like, is Shasta only a thing, like, in the Intermountain West? I don't know. Or is it a nationwide if watching, thing? If you're watching in Florida or Illinois yes. or Delaware, anybody east please, of the Mississippi, please let us know if, if you have if you, you know, know about Shasta, Shasta or have seen Shasta in the east. Because let us if know. If you do, swish. <laughs> My favorite was Black Cherry Shasta. Oh, that's pretty the, intense. The so- soda, yeah. <laughs> you mean a Coke? <laughs> a Coke. I'm just kidding. Everyone, you want a Coke? Here's a Sprite. I'd like a yeah. What? Uh, I'd like a Coke. What flavor? What? Jo- joining us now in studio, Uncle B, dual threat analyst and national champion at BYU, Blaine Fowler. Blaine, nice to have you with us, man. Shasta cream soda. Oh, cream soda mm. is amazing. Shasta cream soda. Yes. I grew up with Shasta. In but New you're York. Right. Yeah. In New York. But but they do say that back there, like, yeah. hey, do you, do you guys want a Coke? And you're like, yeah, well, what kind do you want? You just asked me. I want Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, No. Like, do you want a root beer or a Sprite or an orange or what do you want? Or a Shasta? I did that. In a, yeah. <laughs> if you ask for a Shasta in that situation, you're not going to get it. It's a strawberry <laughs> kiwi. Hey, can, I have a, can I have a Shasta Ooh, yes. Remember, strawberry, strawberry kiwi, kiwi is good. Shasta is delicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Strawberry kiwi is good. Yes. When, when I would drink that, I'd be like, swish. We should this is great. <laughs> we should have fun with that. Do you want a, do you want a Shasta? That should become our thing. We're gonna now. do it from now on. <laughs> really? That's our So thing? my brother Shasta? my brother in law, Jeff, he he's oh everything we do as a family, he's responsible for the drinks. Because mm. he has a huge cooler. And he always comes with a whole cooler packed with ice full of Shasta. Right here Are in you Utah. Serious? Right here in Utah. Always packed with Shasta. <laughs> it's been years since I've had Shasta. Yeah, no, I, he I don't know where he gets it. But he gets it okay. here in, in Provo someplace and the the party <laughs> drink of the Fowlers is some type of Shasta. <laughs> you know, next week we'll talk about Snapple. Okay? 
<laughs> this segment brought to you by Shasta, apparently. <laughs> Good grief. Strawberry Kiwi. Hey, Blaine, uh, always fun to have you. Hey, it was great to talk to you, Blaine. Yeah, yeah no. thanks, guys. <laughs> now, now that we've got that out of the way, uh, let's have you answer the Twitter question or the Twitter fill in the blank. Wrap up last night's BYU basketball win over St. Louis in one sentence. Oh, BYU's inside. That's, two, that's more than one sentence. I like who, some, commas. somebody tweeted out. The bigs are back. I like that. I, that's perfect. I yes. Think. The bigs are back. But to me, it's like something that would would say inside out game alive and well at BYU. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Inside out. And, and that's what, you know, talking to Dave Rose before the season even started, we said, what's, what's going to be different? And he said, well, we, we have been practicing leading up to these games kind of a different offensive mindset. Last year, the guys went out, and he didn't say this, I thought they were hunting threes. So the guys were like, i got to find a three. got to find a three. This is what we have to do. They were literally hunting for threes and trying to find threes. They dribble into threes. They come off of a screen and shoot a three off balance. Um, and they shot a decent percentage from threes, but I thought there were a lot of times when they were forcing threes. And so from day one in camp this year, this has been a team where the emphasis from the staff has been, this is an inside-out team now. So these bigs need to get a touch every time down the floor. Now, he's not telling them they don't have the green light to shoot a three in transition or if, they, if they're open, but I don't, I don't think that Dave and Quincy and this whole group and Terry want these guys to come down and just hunt threes and, uh, and dribble into a three and shoot it off balance. And so with that, against a team like St. Louis, who's a little bit undersized compared to normal for them, this, that's not a great St. Louis team. I've done a bunch of their games in the A-10, and they're, they're picked toward the bottom of the league this year, so, so keep that in mind. But they could not contend with BYU's bigs. And so if you've got a philosophy that's, hey, we're going to go inside out, and your inside is just dominating, well, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. I think this is a great thing because BYU's lived and died from the three, which is one of the lowest percentage shots on the court, right? Efficient because you get three points, but BYU is able to have an off shooting night and still score 92 points with three threes. Yeah, it's, that's amazing to me. And, and one of the things I think we're going to find as the season progresses, and they've had this in a, few, in a few of the games this year, they're not falling in love with threes. So mm-hmm. they don't feel like they desperately have to go get threes. They're they not rec- shooting 30. Yeah, and so it's, it's not like, hey, they shot 29% on whatever of 36s, which is great. <laughs> um, what I like about this team is I think that there's versatility in this team, and I think they're capable of shooting threes. I really believe that because when you look at the individuals that are on this team, they have plenty of guys that can consistently shoot threes. And, and my belief is, is, they, is they're longer in this system where they're playing the inside-out game. In the long run, they're going to shoot a higher percentage from three because they're going to get better threes. The, the, the highest percentage when you're shooting threes is that the ball goes inside and you're squared up on the three-point line, and now the ball comes back out. You're squared up. You're not moving from one side to the next. You go up straight with the basketball and you knock down a three, yeah. and you have a defender that's gone down to help on the big because your bigs are dominating, and you're getting a really good look. A guy's trying to run out late, but you're getting a great look without a hand in your face. So that's what's going to happen over time because as BYU's bigs dominate, more and more teams are going to go, well, now, now we got double Mika. We know that. Well, guess what? you got to go double Davis too because he'll kill you. Oh, and if Aitz is in the game, you got to double him. And, and so it, it really is going to become a situation where you got to go help off of the guards, and then those guards are going to get good shots. And I'm telling you, we, we know that Emery can shoot threes. You know, we know that Hawes can shoot threes. Bale can shoot threes. Lafeson can shoot threes. And Elijah Bryant, I think he's being hurt a little bit with his, with his distance shooting from missing so much of, of camp 
and not being there for all of that. And, and I think he's, he's he's banged up a little bit. And he can shoot threes. I mean, so and I'm missing people. There, there's more than that that can shoot threes on this team. So I think in the end they're going to be a higher percentage three point shooting team than they have been because they're going to go inside out. The bigs are going to be dominating, and people are going to have to realize you got to help every time the ball goes down in there. Good grief! L.J. Rose has knocked down a couple of key three pointers in some games this year, and he's not a guy that likes to shoot the ball. Yeah, he's a pass first guy, but he's going to be wide open. They're going to find themselves wide open on the outside. So. We talked to football all year about, oh, this is a brand-new offense, this is a brand-new defense. This is, this is a bit of a change in emphasis for BYU. So you like it when they're 4-0 and and they're really kind of learning how they're going to all fit into this and how this inside-out game is going to work, and they're 4-0. So you've got to be really happy about that. How much better is this team defensively this year compared to where they were last year? They're, I think they're significantly better, and I think they're better because they're better inside. So, and, and because of that, I still think they have some improvement to be made and they're on ball defending on the perimeter. A couple of games, you know, they've been, they get beat off the dribble a little bit early on. So in game one and two, there were times that the rotations were late from the big guys getting over and, and then you risk fouling. But I think they've got so many good shot blockers inside that they can be more aggressive on the outside as, again, as they get into the season, these guys are capable of playing defense. They have plenty of lateral quickness. Hawes can play defense. We saw him play it in high school, and, and, and uh, Emery can play defense. All these guys, LJ can play defense. Bryant can play defense. They can all play defense on the perimeter. So it's the, getting that mindset of, I'm going to lock somebody down here. I'm going to put the effort in for a full shot clock to go defend out there. So when the, when the perimeter defense matches up with, with the inside, I think this can be a, a fairly good defensive basketball team, and I think they're going to be really good on offense. Speaking of, Eric Mika averaging 21 and 11. What's the biggest difference you see with him this year? Well, the biggest difference is he makes free throws every time wow. he steps up. Wow, 82%. So I was going to ask him the other day when I saw him, did he just shoot free throws every P-Day when he was on his mission? He, he was asked that, and he said, I, I hardly shot on my mission, but the last six months he had worked really hard. So, so he's worked in, in the offseason. Well, and he's obviously been blessed. He didn't shoot on his mission, so he got blessed. With... <laughs> I wasn't blessed with that off well, my mission, Blaine. I, I, when he came back, I immediately recognized the great skilled offensive game. He's got, he's got so many good um, – he can play with his back to the basket. He can square up and put the ball on the floor. He runs the floor as well as any big man in the country. And so he's a phenomenal talent offensively. The one thing that was missing was – as quick as he is, he's going to get fouled by big guys. And he was getting to the free throw line, and he wasn't converting at a high enough rate his freshman year. So now he becomes an unbelievable weapon because you can't foul him because he's just going to go step up and toe that free throw line and knock him down. So to me, now he's a complete offensive player. He's complete. such a fiery competitor, too. And he's, he's doing a better job. He's being a little more patient offensively, and maybe that's just maturity because it certainly isn't because he's played for three more years. Right. But, but I don't see him reaching as much and, and getting fouls. Um, you know, He's going to get a foul when he's trying to block a shot at times, but he's being more patient. He's, he's eliminated one or two silly fouls each game, and so he's staying on the floor. Now, he was in foul trouble in this one last night, yep. and, and, uh, and so was Davis. So when you think about that, if this is an inside-out game, and, and th- those guys played so well, and, and BYU struggling from three-point line, and they get 92 points, and those two guys really struggled with fouls in the first half. Pretty crazy. So yeah. it's... BYU shot 51%, that helped. Yeah, and they, wow. they, they, they took good shots uh, on the inside, and they were such an unselfish basketball team. It's, that's one of the things coming into it was my big question. There's so many stars on this basketball team, and so many guys that are capable of scoring. Will they share the ball? And through four games, the answer is a resounding, yeah, they... 
And I, and I really believe that LJ Rose is the reason. Because you couldn't have handpicked a better guy for this he, team. I'm telling you, unselfishness is a contagious trait. So when when a guy starts to really set people up and the crowd reacts in a game and, and guys are going, whoa, great pass in practice and everybody's getting excited about it, other guys start to go, hey, that, hey I'm going to be unselfish too. I, I think he leads by example. He's a veteran guy. I think Dave loves having a veteran guy that's played in big games. But his unselfish mentality and, and get the guy, if I have a good shot but somebody has a better shot, I'm giving it up. I, I think that this is contagious. I think it's catching and guys are doing a fantastic job. How about Haas uh, um, when he goes around the back, drives inside and goes flips up, it behind his flips head behind, to Yoli f- for the throwdown? Hey, swish. And, and the thing That's I love right. about Haas is he is so skilled in so many different ways. I think If he wants to go out and get 15 assists, he can. If he wants to go rebound, he can go rebound. That wouldn't be the strongest, but if he wants to go score 30, I think he can score 30. I think he can get 15 assists. I, he can do so many things, and that's what I love about this basketball team. If they play a great big team, they can match up with that. If they play a team with quickness, they can match up with that. Dave has so many options now of combinations to match up with whoever they're playing. All right, let's uh, finish with a football question. It's been basketball-centric today because BYU is playing in Las Vegas and playing well at that. This Saturday night, senior night, a blackout, the regular season finale for 7-4 and four BYU, trying to get to 8-4. and four. What do you feel like is the biggest storyline going into a rivalry game that maybe doesn't have as much luster because Utah State is down? Yeah, Utah State's really struggled this year. But these guys will know, and, and, and Kalani and the staff have been around rivalry games enough to know that even when a team's been struggling, emotion just plays such a huge role in these in-state games and Utah State's going to come they're going to play with a ton of passion in this even though they haven't been great passion can carry her for a while in a game so BYU needs to be careful not to go into this thing and be flat out of the shoots and I don't think they will because it's senior night um and Jamal looks like he practiced yesterday and if he can be healthy to me that's the biggest storyline can Jamal come in now and extend that that record and play like we've seen him play and finish this season off right with a great flurry on senior night at, at, you know, at Lavelle Edwards and then in, into a bowl game. So to me, Jamal's the story for this one. But the rivalry is also the story, and BYU cannot afford to play flat. When you play flat and you let a team that's been struggling get confidence and, and start to get on a roll, sometimes it's hard to stop that roll. Yeah, so I think weird. early in this game is important. All right, Blaine, great stuff. Uh, our dual threat analyst bringing it from Shasta – to blackout on Saturday night for BYU football. We got you taken care of. Shasta cream soda is where it's all at. <laughs> <laughs> Watch after further review tonight with Blaine, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain Time. Brand new episode. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a Between the Lines Thanksgiving special. But first, we talk to men's basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis. Where has BYU made the most defensive improvement? He's the guy that would know. Welcome back, sports friends, to Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Hey, get the latest from football practice today at 110 Eastern Time, coming up after the show, about 40 minutes from now, uh, from football practice. It's the last day of media availability uh, for football, so check it out on Facebook.com slash Sports. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines with some showtime. Emery, man coverage. Haas, behind the back with the dribble, leaves it off behind the back, and the dunk, and the finish by Yoli Child. Showtime, folks, from Vegas.
BYU men's hoops beat St. Louis 92-62. Kyle Davis led all scores with 22. Eric Mika had 20. He had his third triple-double, did Eric Mika, with 20 points and 10 rebounds, as called by Jerem Jordan. The Cougars will play Valparaiso for the championship tomorrow at midnight Eastern. There's, there's like a heavyweight belt, boxing belt. An if actual the belt. The trophy isn't. That's awesome. <laughs> Eric Mika was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, by the way, yesterday after averaging 21 points, 11 boards, and almost three blocks while shooting 62% from the field and 81% from the free throw line. He's been really good, like scary good. Like if he keeps this up, uh, he won't be here all four years good. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> it's, er- yeah. it's early, but Eric Mika is looking really good. Fun to watch. Yesterday, hey, Everything but that mustache has been fantastic. And that might not go away for a long, long time. Swish! <laughs> Yesterday, BYU football coach Kalani Satake said star running back Jamal Williams and his running back teammate Squally Canada practiced yesterday. Harvey Longy, who scored two touchdowns as a running back over from defensive end in that game against UMass, he's listed on the BYU two deep in three different positions. Will we see him play running back? I think that, uh, you know, looking at, at, at practice today, I mean, Jamal looked good and he practiced and uh, Squally did too. And so we'll see. I mean, there, there's, I don't want to say no, you won't see him running back. I want Harvey Longy to play both sides on senior night. I think that would be fitting. Oh, yeah. I want him to also play special team. I want him to kick a field goal. Team. Why, <laughs> hey, why not? Hey, and women's volleyball remains ranked at number 10. The Cougars play LMU tonight on the road, 11 p.m. Eastern time on ESPNU. It's the regular season finale. The Cougars win. They clinch at least a share of the WCC title and get the auto bid because they have the tiebreaker over San Diego. Joining us now from Las Vegas on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is BYU basketball assistant coach, the defensive coordinator of sorts, Quincy Lewis. Quincy, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Which buffet are you headed to today? Oh my gosh, the the, the options are endless. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> we we I think we only talk to you um, when you're on the road when you're playing Valparaiso. So last year it was in the NIT. And you took a picture for us, your first and only tweet up to this point, at Madison Square Garden. Can we get a second tweet from you, from know, the MGM Grant? You know, that last one wasn't good luck, though. Okay. You know, it, was, uh, okay. it wasn't good luck, so I'm a, I'm a little bit hesitant right now, but I think there could be a second one in the future. How about this? How about this? If you, if you beat Valparaiso and you win yes. the championship. With the belt. With the belt with on. The belt. Would you take a, a, a picture with the belt <laughs> with on? The belt. You know, I hadn't thought of the belt, but now that uh, you bring that up, that conjures up nice images. You know, <laughs> I, you know I, maybe uh, maybe I could go with that. That'd be a great tweet. That'd okay. Be a great tweet. Okay. <laughs> Last night was an interesting game. Up seven in the second half, and then all of a sudden you win by 30. What was the difference in the last 10 minutes that allowed that to happen? You know, I think you see it with uh, Coach Rose's system and that uh, we run, we run, we run, and they hang, they hang, they hang, and then there comes a point where we can just break teams, I think, at, at, at points, and I think that's what happened last night. We just broke them. The defense was fantastic. Only 62 points allowed in this game. What did you guys do to limit the Billikens to 62? You know, we, we really tried to chase some of their shooters off screens and be there on the catch, and, uh, you know, Nick Emery was, he's just been outstanding defensively uh, thus far this season and uh, really did a good job on their leading score. Um, and then I think we did a, a pretty good job keeping him off the glass for the most part. Speaking of Nick Emery, how many times did he foul out when you were coaching him in high school? 
not that many, uh, a few, but uh, you know, last night was a little bit unusual for him, for sure. This game was so interesting because BYU only made three threes but scored 92 points. What does that say about this team versus, say, last year's team? It's just kind of a different makeup, right? You know, we've, we've really got a good balance. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think Coach Nashville has done a real nice job of getting, getting our big guys in great positions inside. And then we've got some talented guys in there. But also what helps those bigs is that, uh, our guards have a reputation of being able to make threes, and I, I think that's it's really making the spacing difficult for defensive teams. Quincy Lewis, BYU basketball assistant coach, joining us from Las Vegas. BYU will take on Valparaiso tomorrow night in the preseason or non-conference tournament championship. Quincy, 65 points a game BYU is surrendering on average. To us, it seems like there has been a vast improvement. Where do you feel like BYU has made the biggest change and improvement defensively from last year to this year? Well, I think a little bit of it is experience. Uh, you know, the second half of last year, I really liked how we finished the season. Uh, ended up playing pretty well defensively, I thought. And uh, I was a little bit concerned going into the season with our youth, but we do have guys back. So it's, you know, it, it, the combination of the two has ended up turning out to be okay. And um, we've got off to a good start, uh, but uh, you'll have a, a good challenge tonight. Eric Mika, off a mission, has been incredible. Uh, and he only played 19 minutes last night, had 20 and 10. What difference have you seen from him uh, from maybe before his mission to now? You know, when, when Eric got off his mission, one of the first things we did is we got him in there and we looked at every post-touch he had from his, his freshman year. And uh, one thing we realized, it was, it was a very similar move almost every time he he caught it. And so what we've tried to do is diversify what he can do down there as far as face-ups or uh, rip through to the baseline or a jab step and get into the middle. Just give him some different things that he can do. And his credit, he's the one who put in all the time. I mean, he, I mean he's the guy who's who was in the gym all summer long putting in the extra time, and he's the guy who stays after practice. I mean, he's Right now, he's driven to be really, really good. What's your biggest concern with BYU basketball right now? Well, you know what, I, you know, being the defensive guy, I'm, I'm just concerned about the next game, you know, and uh, keeping us going, you know, hopefully the right direction, you know, and I, uh, you know, I, I know that there's maybe some thoughts out there that we'd, uh, you know, we'd like to see our three-point shooters really kind of, you know, break the ice a little bit because we know we have really, really good three-point shooters and, and honestly have yet to shoot as well as they're capable of shooting at this point. And I think that's a good thing, and a, you know, maybe not as much as a bad thing. It's a good thing because you know it's coming. Yeah, and along those lines, uh, how do you think you can uh, help those guys snap out of that? Because it seems like the shots they're taking are in the flow of the offense and everything. Uh, maybe they're just not going down. I don't, I don't know what you uh, think about that. Yeah, you know what? It's a, it's a thing where that shot goes in and just the confidence just blossoms, you know, and it's not that anybody's forgot how to shoot the ball or, you know, anything like that. We just need to see a couple go in, and I think it would really, it'll really open up once that happens. Matchup with Valparaiso tomorrow night. Intriguing because you saw them in the NIT Final Four on a neutral floor, much like you will see them this year on another neutral floor. What's the scouting report on Valparaiso, and has much changed in a year? You know what? They, uh, boy, they just have another outstanding team. Uh, they they lost their their 
their big guy in the middle that was such a great defensive player for them. But they they have a lot of good driving guards, along with uh, the Peters kid at the four, who's one of the best players in the country. And he's he's a handful. I mean, he's uh, he's versatile. He can do he can do it all. He's he's going to make some money in this game. But it's a good team, and uh, they they've been kind of known for their defense. And uh, I think they have a good defensive team again. What's the schedule like for you guys today as you prepare for Valpo tomorrow night? You know, we, uh, we'll we meet here in a little bit, and uh, we'll watch film on Valpo, and we'll go through the scouting report, and then uh, then we'll practice and uh, kind of get, get on the floor and walk through their stuff and make sure we understand what we want to do and how we want to attack them offensively and defensively. And then the rest of the day, geez, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll get to relax just a little bit, you know? <laughs> Enjoy it. Absolutely. After a thirty-point win, you guys deserve it. You, you know, we want we want you to get that belt. So we're going to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma because we we want the championship belt. I want Boy, that, that tweet belt. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that belt that sounds good. I'll take it. All right, Quincy, great to talk to you. We appreciate the time and a busy schedule. All right, thanks, guys. Quincy Lewis on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Travis Ford, St. Louis head coach said, that will be a top 20 team by January. I really believe that. They have guys who are on missions just figuring it out. It's one of the better inside-outside games you'll come across. Quite the comment last night. Wow. Top 20 by January? By January. Wow. If BYU plays like they did last night, they will be. BYU will be a projected five seed by January? I thought that was St. Zaga. (laughs) Up next, Olympian Kate Hansen takes us between the lines for a Thanksgiving special with BYU coaches and athletes. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B in Provo, Utah. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs each and every weeknight starting on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time sharp. And tonight at 7 Eastern on BYU TV, you can watch After Further Review. The guys break down the UMass game and get you set for Utah State. It's Thanksgiving week, which just seems bonkers to me. The final week of the regular season for football. BYU trying wow. to go 8-4 and four against Utah State. I know. Where did the time go? It's, it's weird. It feels like, I don't know, the, the days are long, but the weeks are fast almost. Yeah. Kind of that dynamic. It's fun time of year, too. Yeah. Meaningful football and basketball's gone. I love it. Postseason uh, soccer and volleyball. Plenty to be grateful for, especially as fans of BYU. But what about the coaches and players? What are they thankful for this time of year? And we have to throw in a turkey bowl question here and there, too, don't mm-hmm. we? Kate Hansen, the Olympian, the Luge Coog. We haven't called her that the in Luge a while. Coog, yeah. yeah. We haven't called her that in a while. She's going to take us between the lines, a Thanksgiving special edition on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. What up, guys? My name's Kay Hansen. I've got your BYU inside scoop. Let's go between the lines. So Thanksgiving, a holiday where we all come together. We eat way too much food, but who doesn't love it? For our Thanksgiving special, we decided to ask some questions to our coaches and athletes about this special holiday. Check it out. Going to my grandma's house in Salt Lake. Eating. <laughs> all of the cousins come over and have family dinner at my house, and I sit at the kids' table. Even though I'm 18, I still plan on sitting at the so I've been here for three Thanksgiving, and I'm a three-time Thanksgiving Turkey Bowl MVP, so I guess that's, that's a tradition that we have. When I was younger, my family just was like, we're ditching and we're going to Mexico. We all take like 
a massive nap. Like after after we eat, we just all crash and go to food coma. Getting with family and watching football is that bad? Well, just mama's home cooking. Honestly, my mom makes some of the best rolls you will ever have in your life. Good slow roasted oven brisket, turkey and gravy. It's gotta be turkey and gravy. Pumpkin pie. Oh. That's it. I really like eating tacos for Thanksgiving. I like the stuffing. This goes well with everything. Actually, the stuffing. It's kind of random, but I love the stuffing. Pumpkin pie with whipped cream, no question. Store-bought pumpkin pie. Store-bought? Yeah. We like store-bought. Costco's pumpkin pies are great. We don't need to make them. I gotta stick with the turkey, man. That's the. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. I don't like turkey. <laughs> My grandma makes the best mashed potatoes and gravy and homemade rolls with her homemade jam. I would say the mashed potatoes because I like carbs. My grandma's pie. Lots of pie, like 20 of them, and none, no one else eats them, so I get all of them. <laughs> no, not so much. They, I don't think they think I can catch it, so they just let me go to basketball practice and, and, and don't invite me. No, because they know that I'm a wimp and I don't like to get hurt, so nobody asks me anymore. So we just stick to playing volleyball in the front yard. I think everyone knows I'm not really a football guy, so they just leave me alone. No, if anything, I'd be like a cheerleader. There's a lot of uh, gloves and hats and scarves involved. Not a lot of good football. I'm grateful for the character of this team that I get to work with. Grateful for my family, grateful for my wife, my beautiful son that's four months old. An opportunity to coach the hardest working, most beautiful girls in the world. I'm grateful for my family, um, and I'm grateful for my faith. My family and my parents, hands down, no question about it, love them, they're the best. My family, you know, they're always there for you no matter what. Oh, family, absolutely, friends, um, and the opportunity to be at BYU. My family, I'm big on just spending time with the ones I love, so if I can do that, I'm one happy girl. <laughs>
Listen, Jerem performed uh, about, over the last two times. Jerem has performed about as well as that open went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm four for my last four, including this. Number Pretty one, good. I said BYU would shoot right. 77% or better from the free throw line last night. On a neutral floor. They shot 85% as about, a team. How about that? How about that? Wow. Okay, so there's one. Number two, I said Eric Mika will not be the leading scorer against St. Louis. Kyle Davis hit a late two to get 22 points. Bang, two for two. That's two in a row. Four straight in going for two. <laughs> I said Eric Mika will have a 2010 game. He had a 20 and 10 game. Exactly. exactly. And only in 19 minutes. Wow. Mm. Uh, and then I said Nick Emery would foul out. No, mm. I, no I, said Nick, <laughs> I said Nick Emery would go one for three. Or so I, I said, sorry, Nick Emery would make at least three threes. Well, wow, Nick, you, if you one, called Nick that, Emery that'd fouling out. That would be hilarious. Out. Be like, Yoli Childs will have three dunks. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so I went one for two. That Listen, overall, we're combining basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in basketball... I am four and three. Jerem is three and four. Plus one. Okay. We just went into the uh, inside out. (laughs) The weird zone again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here comes the music. Yes. Yeah. It's weird that you know what's strange that you've picked four in a row. Four straight correct picks and going for two. I'm four. But I got Eric Mika. Exactly right. I just wanted to get back to 500. I'm like, if I can finish 500, I think that's pretty good. Okay, I'm 14 and 14 right now. That's good. Now I'm getting greedy because I'm, re- I'm, I'm like, super can I have happy a, for you. Can I have a winning percentage? Ooh. <laughs> it's weird like fantasy football, right? We're rooting against weird things. <laughs> I'm rooting against you. <laughs> like you, You're not you don't that want weird. Kyle Davis to score that bucket. <laughs> like, no, miss it. <laughs> Did I? It's so weird. Oh, Strange. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around, <laughs> which seems having a tropical Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Emery, swish! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around men's basketball. BYU swished its way to a 92-62 win last night over St. Louis in Vegas. Davis and Mika combined for two points. Mika had his third double-double with 20 points and 10 rebounds. Nailed it. The Cougars play Valparaiso tomorrow at midnight Eastern on ESPN2. Eric Mika was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after averaging 21 points and 11.3 rebounds a game, plus 2.7 blocks. He shot 62% from the field and 81% from the free throw line. Last night, more of the same. Football. Yesterday, Kalani Stake said Jamal Williams is quality candidate practiced yesterday. Harvey Long is also listed on the two deep in three different positions. Jonay Linehan announced he has one more year of eligibility and will play for BYU football next year as a graduate athlete. And BYU senior safety Kainakua has been named one of five finalists for the Polynesian College Football Player of the Year. The winner of the award will be announced December 8th and be honored during the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame enshrinement on January 20th and 21st. Volleyball. BYU holding strong at number 10 in the national rankings. The Cougars will play at LMU tonight in Gersten Pavilion. Tricky matchup. Went five sets in Provo. 11 Eastern on ESPNU in the regular season finale. A conference championship on the line. Baseball. Cougars will be in the Caribbean uh, this weekend uh, on the island of Curacao to play in a three-game series versus the national team from, uh, from Curacao November 23rd through the 27th. 
They'll also participate in a service project and hold a fireside. That's awesome. That's Cur- their international trip. Curaçao. Curaçao. That was very nice. I did, uh, but I did it so, like in Portuguese. It's just Curaçao. Curaçao? Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know. I I'm like, a, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I, nope. I have a story there. <laughs> not not, not for the uh, later. We don't have time. We don't we have got, time. We got some stuff Me to do. Me at a grocery store. Mispronouncing something. Steve Cleveland, the... It's it's President Coach Cleveland. President rather. Coach Cleveland. President we'll Coach Cleveland, yeah. Steve yeah, yeah. Cleveland, will join us uh, as he does each week through basketball season to talk about Cougar hoops, what he likes, what are his concerns, and what he sees moving forward. And as Jerem likes to call Steph him. Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Oh, no. Wait, Seth, Seth Corey. Seth Corey. Oh. BYU baseball signee. Still exciting. Mike R- Littlewood is yeah. doing some great things Seth with BYU Corey, baseball. Man. Oh, good recruiting. And they're in Curaçao. They will be. Not Seth, though. He'll join them next. They will be. Arise and shout now. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Eric Meek and Kyle Davis, they did work last night, man. 42 points on, like, no miss shots. They were fantastic. Wrap up last night's BYU Hoops win over St. Louis in one sentence. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Kip Kent, great show from the free throw, disjoint from the three-point, and power in the paint. <laughs> Drop, Drop the mic. The mic. <laughs> That's really good. At Nicely Nick Lee, played. 51. No one cares who gets the stats as long as they get the W. Our elite tweet of the day from at SA underscore BYU fan. I'm very surprised the play-by-play guy didn't drop a boom shakalaka yeah. during the game. Swish! I, I was very entertained watching the game for multiple reasons. Fun. You called me at halftime, and we uh, yeah we, we broke we it down. Good, we had a good conversation. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> hey, thanks to Blaine Fowler, Quincy Lewis, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues twenty four seven on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. This, this music with the random key change it just kills me. It kills me. Stranger good things happening for BYU basketball. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to D. Denzer. We're back to work tomorrow. It's so strange! Swish!